I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters, and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If you really want the players to like you, just make them better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that. You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You, you have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general, and to have success. You, you, it's all about confidence. If they walk a mile in my shoes, then they can ball like I do. But my game different, not the same with it. I travel now, y'all just change, pivot. Shooters, welcome back to the new day, a new time for the Shooters Touch podcast, where we talk to another great guest, head coach at Dallas Center Grimes, Joel Rankin. Been in touch with uh, Joel, Coach Rankin, for quite a while, and um, it's great to finally have him on the podcast. He has another really good team at DCG, and we talked to him about how he got there, what helped him on the way, um, and how, how his outlook is for this year. So we know you're going to enjoy this one. Enjoy Joel, uh, Coach Rankin. And if you've been following us for a while, awesome. If you're new to us, um, we have just started what we call the Hoop Troop. Hoop Troop is a collection of great basketball minds who talk Iowa high school basketball hoops teams that we're looking forward to watching, games that we're looking forward to that week, and we are releasing that on a weekly basis as well. So be sure you're checking that out. For all those updates, we have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Shooters Touch IA. Feel free to send us your feedback. Let us know what you think. What do you like? What do you dislike? What should we talk about? Um, what's on your mind? Love to hear feedback. And wherever you catch your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you like what you hear, we would love five-star rating. That helps us out a lot to get in front of more listeners. So as I mentioned, here is Coach Rankin from DCG. Well, Coach Rankin, welcome to the Shooter's Touch. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, we are excited to have you here too, Uh Adam here just uh, running running solo. Um, I believe Brian's coaching again. Uh, he does a lot of that, but uh, happy to do this. Um, you know, as a former Grimes resident, you know, going to quite a few games back in the day, last couple of years. Um, happy to talk to you. Excited to have you here. Um, and yeah, uh, we can just jump right into it as we like to start off here at the Shooter's Touch. Um, let's go way back, Coach. Where did you grow up? Uh, how did athletics play a part in your childhood? Well, let's see, I, I guess I'll go back um, to eighth grade year where uh, I moved. I, I was um, from Peoria, Illinois. Bradley Braves were- yeah, Bradley Braves. Yeah, uh, Mitchell J.J. Anderson is probably more my age, uh, but he was a, a great player. Jim Les was my point guard, and, and, then, you can't, and then you gotta love Hersey Hawkins. Uh, yeah. And so, I, I really loved it in Peoria. Then um, my dad had an opportunity to move, and uh, we ended up going uh, to Dubuque, 
uh, Dubuque, Iowa, and ended uh, up uh, at, at Dubuque Wallert. And I, I remember uh, just how I didn't want to move. So my parents were trying to get me excited and they, you know, I love basketball. So they, they told me about a school that had some really great basketball tradition and uh, Dubuque Wallert in the eighties, 79, 80, they'd won back to back. And, um, you know, I, I ended up uh, choosing to go to Wallert and really, I, I remember wanting to go so bad that I actually uh, spent time uh, after school working you know, cleaning chalkboards and stuff like that, just so I could go to Wallert. Um, and, and uh, you know, I tell kids, <laughs> I tell kids that story now that I, I paid to go to school and I had to work doing uh, custodial work and, and they're just, they're just amazed. Uh, but I, I, I really, I really wanted to go there and, and uh, ended up uh, ha having a great experience in high, high school. Uh, had uh, some great coaches. Um, actually, my freshman coach, uh, who later went on to be the assistant at Iowa City West with Berge, his name was Chris Thorson, and, and he uh, just really thought highly of him, and he's kind of my, my mentor. And he ended up being uh, the varsity assistant when I when I got up there, and ended up uh, my junior year. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't playing very much and uh, you know wish I would have but we were we were really senior dominated had some great senior uh, senior players and uh, the point guard was Mike Fitzgerald who uh, was an all-state type player so I played maybe a couple minutes a game when he when he got tired um, and then there's a situation which I tell the kids all the time you got to be ready you never know you know and I, I, I would consider myself a defender, um, not a huge scorer, but uh, we had one of the players uh, get mono. So um, they ended up, in, I was a backup point guard, but they ended up, I ended up starting as the two guard for the rest of the year, um, made the state tournament, played rest Millard. I remember to get there and, um, and then great experience uh, was in the state tournament when, we got to play uh, Chris Street's team, um, Bruce Overton, that Casey Blake, yeah. and those guys, and uh, lost by one, uh, one point. Um, so it was disappointing, but it was a great experience. And then it kind of propelled me to my senior year to to kind of be the point guard for a, a team that no one really expected a, a lot of. But uh, you know, we were in the Mississippi Valley, and uh, probably were picked to be. Last, I was the only one that, that had any experience. And we ended up, you know, I think maybe 13 and 10, really battled, had a great year, almost almost made it to state and, and uh, decided uh, I could have probably went to play basketball at Loris Simpson, mm -hmm. but would have been one of those, you know, first people might have played maybe my junior year. I wasn't going to come in and, uh, and decided that may, maybe I should uh, uh, have my dad pay for my school at UNI instead and um, got into the coaching bug and, and uh, my brother and my dad moved close by there. Uh, again, my dad moved and my brother was going to Waterloo Columbus and I, I ended up lucking out because uh, they let me coach there. 
I, I remember uh, being the JV coach. The head coach was Kevin Ubelodi. Oh, yeah. Um, Wellsburg Steamboat Rock, I believe. <laughs> yeah. W, WSR. WSR, yeah. yeah. Um, what uh, – I maybe a couple things to unpack there, Coach. What um, – in high school, was it just basketball? Or was there other sports that – obviously, it sounds like basketball was, was, was your favorite. But uh, were there other sports you played? Yeah, I, I, I love baseball, too. I played baseball for four years, and um, I, I was a second baseman. Um, I, I remember hitting one home run my entire career, and that was wind-aided <laughs> off of a pitcher that was going to the Navy the next day. Um, so I got one off him, and that was about it. We'll maybe edit out that uh, wind-aided part there. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that matters too much. No, no. <laughs> I, I remember one game specifically. We were playing Cedar Rapids Prairie, and their field was very short, and it was this boy, the wind was blowing out. And every kid in our starting lineup got a home run except for me. I had a great ball. <laughs> you sound like my baseball career, actually. Yeah. yeah. But I, I played for Eddie Fayan at, uh, at Wallert, and uh, – Man, he was a great coach and a great guy. Yeah. I reconnected with him in the last couple of years, and um, it was a great experience. And, and I did play some football, but I was uh, I was the place kicker. Um, I wasn't very tough, so uh, oh. I think I was three for seven in extra points. So uh, I retired for that. So you know, just uh, just trying not to get hurt for basketball season. I've been yeah. there. I've yeah. been there. Yeah. Um, like you 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 mentioned it um, a little bit too. You know, your junior senior year, obviously junior year getting to play a little bit more, and then senior year starting for that team and, and uh, a team that maybe wasn't projected to have a have a good year, but you know, had a good year. Um, what are right now as a coach? You know, obviously graduated from high school. But, you know, we talk about it all the time in here. You know, that your teams, your high school teams, even if you play college, didn't play college, but you know there's something to be said about, you know, having that type of success, having a team environment with those guys that, you know, you, for instance, has spent, spent time since eighth grade, but, you know, others, others growing up with them and stuff like that. Um, how much do you, <clears throat> how much do you talk to your guys about that, if at all? Well, I, I say it to guys all the time. You see every, everybody just, they, they want it right now. They, they want to be the, the, the starter right now. They want to, play as a freshman or sophomore. And I, I tell our kids here at, at DCG that we're getting bigger. And you're, you're a, there's a lot of really good players that might not even play their junior year. And a lot of kids, a lot of kids give it up. They, they say, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna go. Well, if you can stick it out um, and, and get better, obviously keep improving, um, you're gonna have a very rewarding senior year, whatever that role is. And, uh, and then when, when kids, sometimes they don't want to maybe go out because after every uh, sport previous, it's a grind, you know, people talk about not going out. And once you get, uh, once you get on the court with your buddies and once, uh, the season goes on, you hit, you hit January. And if you didn't go out, you would really miss it. I tell them really miss it. We've had that situation with a couple of our kids who, at first, maybe basketball was not their number one sport, but they were really, they were st still really good basketball players. And I, I think they really are glad they went out because these memories, uh, like the memories that you have with your buddies, you know, whether it be team meals or bus trips, things like that, is you just can't, you're only in high school once. And yeah, 
Yeah, was- and you know, I I compare it to I compared that to a little bit about my career at ACLU and I, where first couple of years, first two or three years, I really didn't play very much. Um, redshirted, was behind, were behind some very good guards um, at U and I, and you know, I looking back on it, wouldn't wouldn't trade that time for the world. You know, worked super hard um, for not not very much if you're looking at playing time. But you know, like I said, spending that time with your friends that you know, make you better, push you and stuff like that. You know, I, I compare my and I career a lot to that. And like you said, you know, you, you grind it out, you, you work your butt off for three or four years. You're going to see that eventually. It may not come right now, may not come within the first right. year, but you know, that, that, I mean, junior, junior, senior year, it's going to come there. So that's, that's pretty awesome. And, and, you know, Adam, that basketball relates to life so much and, that that whole um it was tough not playing for the first time ever you know we played jv but i I remember i was i was really frustrated because i love to play but i also know that they're the only chance i ever had of playing is if i busted uh busted my butt in practice so i always i always had a good attitude in practice i always tried to win every line drill and 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 then when the opportunity uh, arose I, i remember i got on the court and i said i might not make every open shot, but I, I'm going to defend and I'm going to hustle. And, and uh, I remember the game was Cedar Rapids Prairie. We lost it, but um, I, I think we did, we did pretty good. It was a comeback that I, mm-hmm. I, I helped spark a little bit. And uh, so I just learned the value of hard work. And I also learned uh, of when things get tough, you just keep going, keep grinding. So, yeah, I mean, got to find your niche, uh, you know, if you're not the best, I mean, you know, score or the best rebounder, best defender, you know, you just got to find that niche and, and way to get on the court. Um, wow. And like I said, the coach is going to notice that uh, whether, whether it be right now, whether it be in a, you know, in a month or two, whatever that is. But um, in high school, um, who were some of your favorite players? Who are players you look up to? I know, you know, I, I don't know how much you're, you know, in, in the high school, in the high school world right now, but, you know, I know I have a first grader and, you know, it's all about Steph. It's all about LeBron, which yeah. is great. Um, but when they come in the gym and think they can make half court shots, it's not, it, it's not so great. So um, who did you, who did you look up to as a basketball player in high school? Oh, my, my favorite player was magic. Cause I was a point guard, magic Johnson. Oh yeah. Uh, I was, I was a big Laker fan. Um, we would uh, man, we, we would play three on three. When I was growing up, and I would be Magic in the Lakers, and then we'd we, we'd play three games of three on three at the Forum, and then we'd go to the Blaston Gardens, and then we'd come back, and it would kind of be a a series. So I love the Lakers, Magic Johnson. I love Stockton, point guard, although not when he played the Lakers. Then I thought he was kind of cheap. Yeah, right. Well, he was a competitor, man, and uh, and and then Michael Jordan, you know, uh, just. I still say, you know, his competitiveness, mental toughness, you know, uh, work ethic. Uh, so I would have to say those, uh, those guys, you know. Yeah, some uh, some good basketball players to look up to there. That's for sure, especially yeah. as a point guard. Um, yeah. What about uh, what about the coaching bug? I know you kind of referenced it uh, here earlier, but uh, when did that hit you? When did that first start to become an interest of yours? That hey, maybe this coaching thing is the way I need to go. You know, I, I, I did a lot of uh, helping out uh, at Waller during the summer leagues. And okay. this this coach Thorson always uh, would run the leagues and he'd, he'd get, get me to help. And I 
you know, I, I just, I just love basketball and I love kids. And I did a, some park and rec coaching some baseball when I was still young. And, um, and then when you and I, at first, you know, I didn't, I play at the PC every day and, and all that, that was a blast. Uh, you know, we had our guys and, and then we'd always play a group that, uh, man, it was competitive. It was fun. Um, but, but eventually, you know, uh, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Uh, found the teaching to be really rewarding. And then, you know, the coaching, I got to, I got to stay part of, part of the great game of basketball. And, um, I, I remember just my, my brain, my brain works this way. Adam. I, I, I really love the X's and O's. I really love that, but I'm not smart enough to do 11 players in football, you know? So I, I stick to five and, uh, I, I remember just going home, being in my room and just pages after pages of notes. And if you ask my buddies here at DCG, um, if I take any notes and things, I got Pat, you know, notebooks and notebooks and I drive my team nuts with stuff. And, um, I, I just love it. I love that, uh, uh the strategy, the chess matches and stuff like that. Uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but, uh, definitely then fell in love with teaching, um, as well. And, uh, became a history teacher and did, did my, uh, did my student teaching at Lynn Park is Bergen had great experience. And, um, so it, it definitely was the right choice. In fact, I, I don't know what else I could do. I don't know what else I'd be good at, you know? And so there are some tough days and, and, uh, especially with the COVID and with things like that, but, but overall, I, I, I know that if I had to do it over again, I'd still be a teacher and a coach. So. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, and you know, um, uh, you know, when you're talking about uh, playing in the in the WRC or PC, um, man, those are in college when I would sneak down there in the off season, and then after I graduated, I'd go down there a little bit. That was just kind of brought me back to you know, like middle school or the first couple years of high school, and you'd meet somebody at the park, and you just you roll ball out, pick teams, yep. and let's just play basketball. Uh, and I and I tell you now, um, there's a lot of really good players that that didn't decided to play college basketball, but man, there are some really good players. And one of them I used to always play against and, and he never knew me, but I thought he was darn good was Ryan Schultz of Cedar Falls. I remember he used to play. Um, and I, I just said, this kid, you know, this kid's good. You know, why is he playing somewhere? And I, maybe he did go play after a while. Uh, Jim Hawkins, another guy from, uh, he ended up at Newell Fonda. He ended up going to you and I his first year and, um, I tell you what, playing against him, I hated it because he talked trash, but greatest guy off the court ever, you know, he became my friend and he ended up playing at Wade of Vista. He missed it so much. So great, great basketball. Uh, and and uh, probably the highlight of my life was I became um, intramurals. I was a five foot nine and under uh, one-on-one champion. I got a t-shirt still for it. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That is great. <laughs> um, what about that coaching? So where'd you get your start? Um, how did you progress through the coaching world? I got my start at, at Columbus and, and yep. the coach, Kevin Ubelotti, he said he was such a great guy and he knew that I had the coaching bug, but I just needed experience. So he let me coach the JV. And uh, I remember having this, this player that kept trying to steal my clipboard and do 
uh, during timeouts and run plays. And he kept his mouth would keep, I think his name was Richter, Marty Richter. Uh, from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that, that name rings a bell for some reason. I don't yeah. know why I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out here. Yeah. Maybe go to the Drake men's basketball website or something. <laughs> no, he's assistant at Drake doing great. And, um, and got to know him, uh, real well. And, and, uh, and so Columbus had a great, uh, experience there. We had a really good uh, varsity team that I got to help with too. And back then I could, I could play a little bit and, um, you know, was, was still closer to my college years. So I, I, I would play against those guys and, um, ended up, uh, uh, gosh, I think we lost to South Tama and right before state, uh, Marcus Meeks played, um, some really good, good players on, um, on Columbus. And, and then, um, I, I ended up going to, uh, the Des Moines area. Uh, my future wife uh, had a job at Johnston and, uh, I, re I remember I was coaching baseball at Winterset and Gary Ross, the AD came out to the baseball field cause we were playing Johnston. And he said, we have a freshman job open up at Johnston. And I knew Johnston was just awesome basketball. They had a, a winning streak of like 50 games um, with uh, Chris Danner and Matt Sumblad. And uh, this was after that, but I just thought this is, this would be great if I could be coach uh, at Johnston and ended up getting the job, the head freshman job and meeting a, a man named uh, Jeff Simpson. And uh, I don't know if you know, Jeff, Jeff coached out at, at uh, Valley and, and then he, he was a head coach at, at uh, assistant coach at Johnston. Um, and I just, I found out how much I did not know about basketball. And, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I just was amazed. He was so technical and he, he taught uh, principles and he was such a good man, so smart, but loved basketball. And we just hit it off great. Um, ended up lucky. My freshman team was really good. We had some good players. Uh, including um, Matt Sumblad's son, Andy, played on the team and ha had success. And the next year, we were good again with uh, some really good players. Mike Cameron played, uh, who ended up going to BV. And Ryan Johnson um, was a, became a first-team All-Stater. They were on my freshman team. And, uh, and then those two, team, those two grades ended up, um, when they were on the varsity, you know, seniors, juniors, um, I got to be the assistant coach for the varsity. So all those players I had as freshmen, um, I got to coach and, um, and Jeff, Jeff was such a great mentor. And I learned so much about, uh, just how to be a class class guy and class coach. And he, uh, he's someone that I still think very highly of and, and ended up, he did very well, ended up getting to, uh, the state championship against Iowa city West and Glenn Worley and ended up getting beat, but, um, great experience, but I still wasn't a teacher yet. They didn't have teaching jobs at Johnston. Actually, I did get, uh, I did get an interview for a teaching job, but I, it was the worst interview I've ever had. I, I wouldn't have hired me in, in a million years. So I was still study hall supervisor and I know I couldn't do that forever. And so I did get a, a teaching job at, at Urbandale. So I was teaching at Urbandale, coaching basketball at Johnston coaching baseball at Dowling. I had a lot of keys. Wow. wow. Yeah. And it, and Dowling uh, had a great coach too. I had some great mentors, Eddie Morrow, um, man, uh, I think back at it. Um, 
and then I, and then I got a, a guy came into my, my classroom and said, Hey, if you're teaching here, you need to coach here. And it was uh, Brad Bjorkren, <laughs> Simpson coach now. And so I, I ended up having to, I ended up uh, going with, with Urbandale and, and being their sophomore coach and helping with the varsity. Then they had Tyler McKinney. And that's a good time to coach that team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was very hard because I, I, I left the Johnston kids um, and went to Urbandale and we played them to, to go to state. And, um, and I learned so much from Brad too. He's a great friend of mine. And I tell you what, he, he, he and Jeff both couldn't have asked for better people to learn from how to prepare, how to scout, how to game plan. Brad's the best. He, he is so good. Um, and, and he let me, do a lot and talk basketball all the time. And, and we ended up getting to the state championship against, uh, against Indianola on Chris street night. And they didn't miss. They did not miss. We were favored. We beat them twice. And it was like, Chris street was, was with them, man. He was taking that basketball and put it right through the net. I tell you what, it was amazing. And, and so back to back assistant coach, uh, losing the state championship. So that, that hit hard, but, uh, Right. Brad lets me know about that every once in a while. <laughs> it's not but Brad's fault, right? <laughs> yeah, all those great experiences led me to my dream, which is just to be a head head coach. Uh, Dallas Center Grimes was was close, so my family didn't have to move, and uh, and and it was one of those things I wanted to be a head coach. It was tw I was twenty eight, but then when they called me and said we want to offer you the job, I said, "Oh crap! I don't know if I'm ready for this." <laughs> And that was 20 years ago, and I've been here 20 years, so it, it's been wow. it's been a crazy journey. And when I first got to DCG, I was lucky enough to have a good team with uh, Tony Watson, our AD's son at the time. He, he ended up playing Major League Baseball, but then had some struggles, like every young coach does. Um, you know, some losing years really drained on me, and and uh, didn't know if if, if basketball coaching was for me and as far as being a head coach, you know, losing wears on me, you know, yeah, um, right. they, they say that uh, the highs of the win aren't close to the lows of the lows. And I, I agree, man. Yeah. Um, well, well, I feel like if you, uh, you know, if the losses don't drain on you, you know, are you really, are right. you really a good coach? Um, yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, you, you mentioned it earlier when, when you started talking here, but in your first couple of coaching roles, you mentioned you learned that you, that you know nothing about basketball from your own right. words. What, what were some of those things? Give, give a couple of examples of those. We ran some stuff at, at Wallert, which was good stuff, I remember. And, uh, and I studied some stuff, but it was always very much uh, pass, green away, flex, and a lot of sets. What, what, what Jeff taught me was to run the motion, motion offense that your, your actions are predicated by the defense. And whatever the defense did showed you what, what you needed to do. And I was just, that's not something I, I was brought up in. And it's, it, it's Bobby Knight, you know, it's, it's, it's such that it's a passing game. Um, I, I think if I played, I would be more, I would like the old spread pick and roll or, or, you know, that's the way I played, but, but I bought in to this motion stuff because everyone touched it and I wasn't big on, on putting it on the ground. I, I just wanted our guys to be great passing teams. 
and uh, and Jeff taught me um, the motion game and back cuts and curls and flares and um, and and so I I just from there I just kept learning and learning and you know learn learn defensively. Um, I, I learned too much. I learned too much because I, I put too much in. I, 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 I probably should get really good at one thing, you know, and, and we do, we, we do, but my brain is just always moving and wired um, to move. Wired it's to wired. Move. Yeah. I just love the game. And, yeah. and oh my gosh, I, I should put this in or put that in. And my assistants yeah. go, Oh no. So what, uh, what about when you first became a head coach? So the first head coach was at DCG. Is that right? Right. Yep. I guess, I guess maybe same question for when you became a head coach. Uh, what changed? What did you, you know, we talk to head coaches all the time here and they always say, Hey, you're in the first chair. It's just a lot different than being in that second chair. Right. Uh, right. What, what were a couple of things that you learned right off the bat as a, as a head coach that maybe you didn't expect? Well, I, I, I tell you, um, just pa passionate people, passionate parents, passionate, um, right. that they, they just were starving for a winner. Um, here at, at DCG, they, they, I think it was 1976 to 2001, they had one winning season and great, great wrestling tradition. Um, but basketball was not, was not, the kids were not playing a lot of basketball. They weren't playing a lot of basketball. And, you know, as a young coach, I thought, you know, I'd come in and, and turn it around right away, you know, because I, I'm, I'm, you know, that young cocky guy. And, and, uh, it was very, uh, humbling, you know, because we went five and 17, my second year and five and 17 my third year in my fourth year we started really rough again and i i remember my uh good friend chris Deason sent me a, a poems don't quit poem don't quit and uh i didn't i didn't quit and I, I i kept pushing forward and ended up uh one of those years we were one in 12 and we went to jefferson scranton and they were 14 and 0 number one in the state and and we beat them by 20. I don't, I don't know how that happened. And McGinnis is a great guy, great coach McGinnis. He ended up looking over at us with a white, uh, 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 he, he had a white uh, um, uh, towel. He had a white towel and he threw it in the air. He goes, we're done. This is no kidding. And, and our guys just played the best they've ever played. And um, anyway, the don't, the don't quit poem, we ended up playing Chris's Ballard team in districts that year and beat them. So he hated oh, the fact that he gave gave me that poem, <laughs> but it was it was one of the nicest things anyone's ever done for me. And, and then I, I just found out that you know th those years I'm very proud of. I'm very proud of those years where we were five and seventeen because at by the end of the year we were a lot better. We almost beat Carroll when they had uh, Sean Haleska lost by three, and you know, and and so still still have great memories and. You know, so you're going to have years. I also found out that coaches are made by players. If you have good players, you're a good coach. And if you if you don't have good players, you can still be a good coach. It's just the record might not might not say it. And so 
we ended up getting better players. We ended up getting guys that spend a lot of time in the gym. And there's a core group of kids, um, Delby and Tyler Cassatine, Delby Holcomb, Bryce Block. I remember Jay Block, you and I, Jay Block. Mm-hmm. Played for Eldon Miller. And then Blair Goldsmith. And those kids, I was going through a tough time personally. And those kids wanted to play basketball every night. And we would play in the gym till 10.30, go get ice cream, formed a bond. They wanted to be the first team ever to win, to go to state at DCG. And we went back to back. And then from there, kind of the young kids see how much fun it is in the packed houses. And, you know, we've had, we've had um, some good years since then, but it's definitely been um, some ups and downs for those 20 years at DCG. So. You, well, you mentioned, uh, you know, the young kids, how, how important to you as a high school head coach is that youth program and what do you do to kind of cultivate that? I don't do enough during the season that I should. And it's just, uh, I try to concentrate on, on my team and, and uh, we, we have such great parents who, who run things. I do clinics for them and things like that. But when I first got to DCG, they didn't have a, a little Mustang program and that, that I'd spent more time at that than being a head coach. I did. And now the summer basketball here at DCG, I'm really proud of all the camps that we do. Um, we do first and second grade. We have shooting. We have a big man camp. We do a lot of things. And it, it's so huge to get some of those principles in when they're young. Uh, I remember teaching some of the motion concepts to third and fourth graders and 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 now so when you tell these kids that that to set a screen you, you need to you know make that v cut and set it up so that your your behind is in a straight line they, they get it in camp and um but more than anything like friday we we played uh pella and it was packed to gym night and saw all those young kids here uh, and success uh i tell the kids success um you leave a legacy and it continues because um, you, you leave footprints. You, leave, you, you know, these kids look up to you and they want to be Cole Glasgow or Luke Rankin someday. Just like Cole Glasgow and Luke Rankin wanted to be Delby someday. And, uh, and so that, that is really special to see the, the years through the program, how kids grow up and, um, and, and want to just have that same success. And, same experience. Yeah. So yeah. You, you mentioned, you mentioned a little bit about those, you know, shooting camps or, or whatever you guys do over there. Uh, I, I coach, uh, I coach my son's first grade team. And I was actually talking to my dad about this last night. And I asked him like, when did, when did I start playing like organized basketball? Right. And he said, probably fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. Yep. Nothing, yep. nothing before. <laughs> and now they're, now they're playing, now they're playing, uh, kindergarten, first grade. It's just a different world, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you that you can get those core concepts in those kids' head at an earlier age. Um, you know, I mentioned it before, but not necessarily trying to be Steph Curry, trying to be LeBron right. James, whatever it is. Get those core con- con- concepts in their brain early. Um, we'll pay humongous dividends in the end. And uh sounds like uh, you, you got that going on at DCG. I, I tell you what, um, Adam, I've, you know, went through with my – my kids, I, they're grown now. I got a junior and I, have, and I have one that's in college. 
I remember those years. And I, I remember I, I, camps, I, I just believe have to be fun, man. Just have fun, teach some skills, but have a blast. And kids, kids want to have fun when they're young. And uh, the more fun they're going to have, they're going to want to come back the next year. And uh, they want to keep playing. And um, I think first and second graders, it's, you know, nothing against coaching that young. Because I, I, I had Luke out there in second and third grade. But when they feel so much pressure and when they feel that uh, it's win at all costs, I worry sometimes that it's too much too early. Uh, way too, or maybe too much weight on yeah. them. They yeah. uh, don't have enough muscle to hold that up yet. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I completely agree with you. And, you know, just, just kind of having them out there is fun um, yeah. and that stuff. But you mentioned it a little bit. Um, wanted to, uh, you know, talk to you a little bit about coaching uh, your sons um, in the high school, obviously. Um, obviously, Luke having a, uh, is he a freshman and sophomore at Door, right? He is. He's a freshman at Door. Yeah, um, having a good year, right? He's having he's having a good year. Yes, he loves it there. Uh, it, it's a great fit for him. Loves the coaches, loves the, the players. Um, uh, started the whole year. Uh, he's finding out the freshman year is it's a grind and it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's a tough league, and he's had. He actually started out his his high school career, or I'm sorry, college career um at against William Penn who was number one I think he had 32 good. 32 points and I thought he didn't even have 30 and I you know 32 in high school and I thought what's going on and now now it's you know it's it's conference play and it's uh and it's a grind and they're really good all the teams and they scout and uh he's he's definitely I, I just got to keep telling kids you know, shooting is important, believe me, you know, no, but you can control your effort and your defense. And he's leading the team in assists about six a game. And, um, you know, even when he's not shooting well, he's making an impact on the game. And uh, he, he never was somebody that scored uh, or averaged 20 points a game maybe in first grade. Uh, that's about it. He, he, he always averaged about 13. For, for DCG, but um, he just was, was always a really good passer. And, uh, and that's ball handler passer, and, and, and that's what he does for Dort. Uh, so so I, I'm very proud of him. They're having a good year. And, uh, and then I have a, a younger son named Drew. And, and Drew, his passion is disc golf during COVID. I mean, he, he loves disc golf. And I'm coaching him and I'm having a blast, but he's a JV player. And next year, his goal is going to be different than Luke. His goal is to be to embrace whatever role that is for, for the varsity. And I, we don't know yet, but he just played tonight, did great. You know, um, love seeing him every day. And it's been the highlight of my life coaching these these two boys. Although my when Luke was a sophomore, um, we had some sleepless nights. It was Let's just say that he he wasn't. He wasn't where he was as far as being coachable. Um, his junior and senior year were incredible. He he was uh, he was really awesome. But sophomore year, he still knew it all. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I've, uh, I've 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 heard that kids get that way. Um, my first graders sometimes get that way, so I can't imagine being right. uh, ha having him that age. But um, 
what uh obviously with you being there so long you kind of expected that you were going to coach uh your sons what um anything that maybe you didn't expect to happen you know maybe maybe i mean luke uh i guess not being the most coachable at that age but uh how did how did that go any any unexpected uh unexpected things that happened that way i i tell you um what was so great and what was really great is I really, when he was younger, I didn't coach him. I, I got him started. I got DCG started at camps and stuff. But as far as the AAU, um, Chris Larson at Norwalk um, has mm-hmm. a son in, in, in Luke's grade. And they ended up, he came to me and said, hey, what do you think about let's get a team together that um, doesn't necessarily go to Atlanta, Georgia but for financial reasons and also just um, Luke, we play baseball still and stuff and let's just do something that fits us and ended up getting some um, great kids from uh, Southeast Polk. We got some kids from Martinsdale, St. Mary's and, and, uh, and, and Norwalk and DCG kids, but more, more than anything, it was, it was coach Larson and, and some of uh, his assistants that kind of coached Luke um, and did such a great job. And, um, I think when he got to high school, Chris says, uh, you know, I'm done. And we ended up hiring somebody that did a great job for the kids. And so I, I think that uh, the success that uh, that Luke had in high school, um, can a lot of it can be attributed to some, some great coaching with Coach Larson, who, who now works with you guys at, at um, you know, on the offshoot of, of Shooter's Touch, which is awesome. And because um, he's such a great coach. And I, I tell you, uh, he Luke ended up ended up going to play at uh, the attack his last year, but he, it was called the Des Moines power. That, that was such a great uh, decision um, to just get some great families and, and some great coaching. So. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, you, yeah. you don't necessarily hear a lot about that anymore um, with, you know, I feel like you can walk down the street in any, any given city and have, uh, have three or four AAU teams that are in that town. Um, yeah. I mean, but that's, that's what, I did. That's what Brooks McCowan did. That's what Jared Jostin did in high school. We, there was one team, Martin brothers, and we all didn't make that team when we tried yeah. out. And so our, our parents just came together and said, Hey, let's just, yeah. let's just do this. And uh, yeah. we practiced in Wellsburg gymnasium. Oh. Uh, some, some, sometimes at Wapsie, uh, never really had uh, a lot of practices, but we practiced when we could and the parents hung out and we just, I mean, had an absolute blast. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, you can, if if you love basketball enough, you make it work, and that's yeah. that's that's what we did, and sounds like what you guys did too, which is awesome. And and, and uh, I guess to piggyback off that that same question, I I think it was so wonderful because once once we were done with basketball, I did not bring it up, but he did, and he would he he would be doing scouting reports. And he would, I mean, he would do stats. And, and I always said, hey, once basketball's over, let's go home. But NBA, you know, he just was a gym rat. Both my, both my kids uh, were. And, and, uh, and so it, it was just a great experience. And I, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of, of, of you younger dads who still get to have that experience and um, coaching your kids growing up, whether that be in, uh, you know, third, fourth grade, fifth grade ball, or, or someday at the, high school level 
um, it's a great, it's a great experience. It's well, you know what? Open invitation to you, coach, to uh, come to any of our first grade practices and critique us as coaches, and uh, you know, obviously help our help our sons out too. So, no, there's some great coaches. We we have great coaches at DCG, and um, you know, I, I I love the fact that you go around and see a lot of DCG teams, and uh, and, and that that breeds success too. Is is just keeping the, the group together sometimes, you know? Right. Yep. Yep. And obviously helps in high school as well. Right. You know, you play with the same guys over and over again and, uh, yep. you know, you get yep. to get, get to learn what they do and how they do things. And, um, honestly helps, helps win games. I think, uh, it's funny you say that, how, how young we got. I remember Bryce block telling me their first ever league game was in fifth grade against Ankeny and they lost 67 to four. And I, and, and Jay, his dad talks to me about it. And uh, so, so then obviously reminiscing about one of the state tournament, you know, we ended up beating a, a great Harlan team and then saying, you know, we've come a long way, you know, um, it is a great memory, so. Absolutely. That is awesome. Well, great stories, coach. Um, you know, before we get you out of here, uh, we like to end our podcast with a little section we like to call rapid fire. Um, some questions about hoops, some questions not. So you just let me know uh, and answer with what first comes to your head. Awesome. Awesome. All right. First question. Uh, I guess a favorite gymnasium uh, that you have coached in besides state tournament. Wow. Wow. I, I, you know what? I, I got this. Okay. It has to be, we played at Norwalk in substate at Waukee in the, um, in, what, what, what do they call it? Waukee gymnasium. Um, Is it called field house? A field house. And it yep. was, it was so cool. <laughs> it was the greatest atmosphere ever that night. And, uh, and I, I just, the kids all said that was just awesome. And I, I remember, uh, it was just unique. It was a field house. And I, I guess I never, never coached there before, but, but even more than that, it would probably be, uh, going back to Johnston where I used mm -hmm. to coach and then being a head coach and coaching to go to state. And we, we ended up winning it and then seeing my old AD there, Gary Ross, and some of my old friends that that was a favorite of mine too so that's awesome yeah the, there. the crowd and the uh you know how big of a game it is definitely yes. contributes to that so yes. those are two two great gymnasiums in the area for yes. sure for sure you, um you, you know you had a you had a, a golden eagle on earlier i, I listened to his name's uh, oc o'connor see yeah we yeah. had oc on OC was, uh, was fun to talk to. Yeah, he's one. He's one of my favorite guys. He's awesome. Yep, definitely, definitely one of our favorite guests too. Yeah, one of our favorite guests. Shout out to OC. We're Golden Eagles <laughs> together. So, what you got? In <laughs> Yo, I sure do. Sure All do. Right. Um, this is this is a good one. Um, always interested to hear about this, just so I can possibly try something new. Best pizza in Des Moines. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, oh, I love pizza too. As, as you could tell if you saw me. Um, speaking, Wigan, speaking, speaking, speaking of OC, OC was pretty into this question too. So yes, yes. Um, he'll probably be listening to this oh. one as well. You know, there's, there, I, I love North over at Polk City, you know, Papa's. Papa's like, a good one. Yeah. Uh, Wigan Penn, 
Yep. Wigan Pen. Um, there's a place in there's a place in in Nor in Norwalk actually that the boys and I go to. And I can't remember the name of it. It it's uh, it's great pizza. Um, it's right on the main strip there. Uh, I can't remember the name. Okay. But the, in Norwalk, huh? Yeah, the boys and I. Uh, I'll I'll have to text you the name of it. It's really good. I, I I've never had bad pizza, you know. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, I'm like, I'm I'm kind of the same way. Uh, yeah. you, you give me pizza and I'll I'll eat it, and it's not where's gonna your, be bad. Where's your favorite place? <laughs> My favorite. So I live in Polk City now. So I I probably have to go with Papa's. Number two would more than likely be the OP. OP oh, pizza yes. just just yes. always okay, always, always gets me. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. The OP. Got it. Got great it. Yep. <laughs> Definitely great pizza. I, I like um, Casey's too. I like Casey's. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about that on here sometime too. So maybe we'll, you know, we can maybe have you on for the for the very first uh, the pizza episode on Cheers Touch possibly. Yeah. Do it. Uh, well, we'll have you on for that. I'll one. do some research. I'll do some research. Awesome. Awesome. We'll, yeah. we'll let you know. All right. Uh, I know obviously you're head coach, but if you can be an assistant coach on any current coaches on staff, uh, who would that be? Are you talking which le what level? Any coach, any, any coach, any level. <clears throat> you know, Wow, that man, you got some great questions. Uh, I, I I think probably, I really think Steve Kerr is a great coach. I think he's a great coach. I think uh, the stuff he does uh, when he took over with with the whole uh, Splash Brothers game, you know, with with their their movements and you know the NBA was you know a lot of pick and roll and things like that, but the he got him moving. And, and so I, I, I would love Steve Kerr. Um, I, I would love if I had to do it over again, my longtime assistant, uh, Tim Lauk, his name is, I would like to be his assistant. And so he could have the sleepless nights, you know, um, <laughs> just kind of he, passing that along to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he just go home and sleep like a baby, but, uh, for 20 years, he slept like a baby. He never, I don't, I don't think he's, he still doesn't have a cell phone. My assistant doesn't have a cell phone. Ever, really? Ever. And, and he, he says it's, I would bug him too much. He told me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I would, I would, I would call him all the time. Um, and, so Steve Curry, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I agree with you that the way, and obviously people talk about Steph and Clay changing the NBA, but to be a coach and letting your guys do what they're good at that takes that takes some coaching ability too right i i think uh gosh college wise uh i i, I think i iowa state right you know right now they're they're really impressing me with with their toughness and their defense i i i just i just love going watching practices and uh uh, you know, I went to Drake and I always go to Simpson and, oh yeah, Shafe over there at Grandview, you know, I love him. And so I, I, I just, I just like learning and, you know, I, I just, I've been doing it for 20 plus years and there's just so much more to learn. And um, so I, I love, I love, I love going and watching practices. In fact, I wish I, I could go do it, do it more. I have so many camps that I can't leave and do it, but uh, 
you know, would, would love to just go see different ideas and, and different things kind of always been that way, you know? Yep. That's, I feel like that's what a coach has to be. That's yeah. not a bad thing. I don't feel. Yeah. Um, all right. Wells Fargo or veterans auditorium. Bad memories in both places. So. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think, uh, that seems more um, kind of more home, like a home environment, kind of smaller. Uh, I, I I probably would say vets, but yeah, Wells Fargo is still a great place too. Um, yep, history is on history is on vet side. Yep, um, yep. Probably yep. the the better maybe arena will be Wells Fargo, obviously. But right. uh, you know, and you just continue to make memories in uh, in Wells Fargo, so that that helps too. Yeah. Well, we. We've been there six times. We haven't we haven't won a game, so we'll we'll hopefully you know keep plugging away. But keep uh, trying, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll keep trying. Yeah. Uh, greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan. Okay. No hey, question. What would, you, what would you say? Uh, th this isn't rapid fire for me. It's I know, <laughs> I know, but I value because I, I I could I could you know Brian and I talk about this quite a bit. Um, I, I feel like I go back and forth on depending on what day it is with Jordan and LeBron. Um, my age is around where the cutoff to LeBron goes. Um, so I, I, I feel like I go back and forth. I, I've had with my boys this argument. They're diehard LeBron fans. Um, LeBron, yep. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, I, I keep finding stuff and just sending them your way. I, <laughs> You know, LeBron's very impressive too. I, I just, I just think that Michael Jordan had great players, but I, I think they they weren't great players right away. Yeah. He kind of made he kind of made them through his work ethic and through his determination. I just think, uh, you know, Le LeBron and the whole take my talents to South Beach. You know that that kind of, you know, that, but but everyone that, that that hit a lot of people the wrong way. Definitely right. did. <clears throat> but um. All right. Favorite sports movie? Hoosiers. Oh, no. Hoosiers. No Hoosiers. Yep. yep. That was, uh, you know, when we first started asking that question, Coach, we asked favorite basketball movie, and it was Hoosiers, Hoosiers, Hoosiers. Yeah. And honestly, since we've been saying sports movies, it's still been a lot of Hoosiers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's, there's been some great ones. Uh, I can't go with uh, Field of Dreams because when I was in Dubuque's right by where the field is, you know, and uh, I remember our baseball team got asked to help make the field and it was really hot and I wanted to stay home in the air. So, so I asked them what, what the movie was going to be about. And they said a bunch of ghosts coming out of the cornfield. And, uh, and I thought that that movie will never stick. Like, nah. it, it's not going to be any good. So I said, I'm staying home in the air and playing video games, whatever. Yeah. And now yeah. I regret that. And I don't even want to think about, think about it. So. Well, we, well, we will move on then. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, so favorite spot to eat um, after or before a game? Favorite spot to eat after or before a game? Right. Probably, uh, probably because it's just so close and it's open a little, little longer. We go to the chicken coop a lot. The Good chicken spot. Coop. Yeah. And uh, a lot, a lot of great memories there. We also got uh the Mustang Grill here in in uh, oh, yeah. shout out the Mustang Grill with with, with Joey um, is is a great place too. So um, pro probably my favorite place is the this little this little room where you can have pizza 
that we go to sometimes at the American Inn so no one sees me, you know. Kind of kind of trying to hide maybe after yeah, after, after one a loss games here or, and there. You know, yeah. you know. But uh lot lot of lot of great places to go after games and just over to assistant coach's house or my house, whatever. Yep. Yep. Neither are, neither are bad spots. Neither are bad yep. spots. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so on the Shooter's Touch podcast, what is your explanation of having the Shooter's Touch? Having the Shooter's Touch. You know, I, I guess you guys use it for a lot of things now, like Shooter's Touch is just somebody that uh, is a player, man. You got the Shooter's Touch. It doesn't necessarily even have to be about basketball is, is, um, you, you're living the charm life and, uh, and, and you just have that confidence to, to go tackle anything, you know, shoot, shooters touch, uh, yep. you know, it, it's, I never was a great shooter, but those shooters, man, it's, it's, it's such a mental game. It's such a mental game and, um, mental toughness to keep shooting when you miss five or six. Um, so having that, you know, having the shooters touches is just being tough mental yep. mentally so having what do no you think I ask you? Having, having no conscience yes, i love it exactly, exactly. <laughs> um what about favorite part of being head coach at dcg oh geez the relationships with the with the players and with the with my staff um when i was younger it was it was about racking up trying to get wins you know and being and i used to think that if we lost or won was a reflection of me as a person. And I'm learning that it's not, you know, if I, if we win or lose, you know, just try to be a good person. And I guess over the, the years when I'm done, I'm going to remember, you know, the relationships that I still have. I, I have some kids that became teachers here at DCG that played for me that um, called me for references and all the weddings that you go to and, and, uh, just all the special memories that you have after games too, like in the, in the locker room, man, it's a blast when you win a big game and, and ha having the kids experience that. Um, Cause I, I had such a great high school basketball experience. I, I want my, I wanted my, my kids here at DCG to have that experience too. So um, I, I would have to say definitely uh, relationships over the years. That's awesome. Yep. And I talked to many coaches about that. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's constantly one of the, one of the top answers. So yeah, it has um, to be, it has to be, yeah. um, it just, you, you know, after a season, when let's say you've had a great season after a week, it's, it, it's not, it's not there anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you, you don't remember the wins and losses. I don't remember, a lot of the records I had over the years, but I remember kids and I remember fun experiences and things that, that we talk about when I see them, you know, remember when, when, um, gosh, remember when I hit that buzzer beater and, and big tie yelled, that's what you do. That's what you, you know, just things like that are just great. You know, that's what I love. Yeah. I tell you what, you know, I'll, I, in high school, we made state one year, um, to be honest, don't remember much about the game, but I remember that celebration in the locker room. Yeah. I remember the entire bus ride home. I remember the cars that were at the high school when we got home. Um, so you're exactly right that those relationships, time spent with your friends or as a coach, you know, spending time with those friends um, 
is absolutely priceless. So that's, and, uh, that, that's and a great I, answer. I've been blessed to have such incredible assistant coaches. I mean, if we have a big win or going to state, you're going to see them dancing. You're going to see them chest bumping. You're going to see them having some fun, man. I, you know, my, my assistant coaches I've been blessed with. They've, they've uh, definitely, I, I'm pretty intense guy and I'm, I'm a hard, so they're, they're definitely the yin to my yang, you know? And so, uh, you know, I'll give a rap once in a while after win on the bus, I'll wrap it up. But other than that, I'm pretty intense guy. And, and, uh, so gosh, the relationships with my assistants too. I, I got to mention that they're, they've been great. Yeah. Well, next time you're on the pod, you may have to get one of those wraps. So, uh, be, do, yeah. be, be thinking about which one you want to do. We'll, it's a blessing we'll and a curse. That. They call me, they call me puff daddy Rankin here at school. Oh, eighth okay. grade, so, Good to know. Um, I, uh, I, I, I try to do my best. So, <laughs> well, well, here I've been referring to you as Coach Rankin, and I should have been uh, Puff Daddy Rankin. Will, I'll always answer to that. Love it. Now, Coach, love Coach it. Rankin, it depends on the last uh, game we played. You know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, hey, Coach, it was awesome to talk to you tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said before, I feel like this is a long time coming, and uh, we, we really appreciate your time. Um, the best of luck the rest of the year. We will, uh, we will for sure be at one or two games uh, have on the calendar already. So we'll have to let you know before we come and we'll uh, um, say, say, Hey, before the game, but like I said, thank you very much for your yes, time. And, and I will you. definitely be highlighting you guys because I tell you what, there's nothing better than high school basketball. And, and you guys uh, are, are, are highlighting it every day. And I, you guys are always, um, I love your podcast, but I, I just, I always watch your tweets and things and, and uh, I just think it's great. I think it's great that uh, you guys are doing this extra, you know, hoops. Hoop troop, actually, not hoop scoop. Sorry about okay. that. It, it, it's it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit soon. Yeah, we'll be yeah. ready that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, coach, great talking to you. Thank you yeah. for your time. Uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Of course.